Hi everyone, I'm Heather. And I'm Helen. Today, for our Teacher Insiders episode, we'll be talking with Mr. Brent Fitzgerald about his life as a teacher. Hi, Mr. Fitzgerald. Hey, guys. (laughs) Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, Uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm uh, Brent Fitzgerald. I'm 45 years old, Uh, originally from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and um, came from a family of teachers. My uh, parents were both teachers. My mom stayed home with us. Uh, when we were younger, my dad was a teacher and eventually became uh, admin uh, principal. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, in once we were kind of ten years or older, she became a teacher herself. So sort of inherited the family business, and uh, had always lived out west. Had sort of been in between my degrees. I was sort of a resort town bum. I lived in like Banff and Whistler and Lake Louise, places yeah. like that, skiing, snowboarding. Little bit of partying, perhaps. <laughs> um, and then I eventually bit the bullet and decided I wanted to go back to school and uh, thought I had some good, good skill sets to become a teacher. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what does your typical day look like as a teacher? Uh, one thing I like about it, it's super flexible. Like, it sort of depends on the day. I, of course, have a life outside of, uh, outside of teaching. So I just try to kind of base things on what's the day going to look like? What does the schedule look like? Okay. Um, what do I have to get done? Mm-hmm. But I would say a typical day, I get in here about eight o'clock. I've been doing this a long time now, so I don't have to. I don't have to stay at the school till seven o'clock at night. When I first started teaching, it was just your first few years of teaching. It's like your whole life. Like right. you, you couldn't have kids or anything, or some either the job would get neglected or the kids would get neglected. <laughs> but um, so I don't have to put in crazy hours anymore, and I just sort of pick my spots. My new thing in my later years is. I feel like I don't have as much energy at the end of a day to right. like stay in my classroom. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, I was easily able to stay in a classroom till seven o'clock at night. Mm. And I just can't do that anymore. Right. I, I just get old. and yeah. just, So I'm trying to go right home immediately at the bell, take about a half hour, 45 minutes, just do something non-teaching related. And mm-hmm. then I'll sit down at my computer, usually only just for about an hour, hour and a half a day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a little work on the weekends. And then my day itself is uh, four blocks of teaching either grade seven math or science or one block of grade nine math. Wow, yeah. that's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot. It's um, I, 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 I don't think people realize outside of the profession. I, I've never been somebody, like a, even coming from teachers, my, my parents, all of their friends were teachers. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never been somebody who loves over glorifying teachers. I right. hear a lot of teachers do that. <laughs> Butterfly wings <laughs> and let the angels fly. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's a mixed bag. Um, so I've never been one of those people, but especially being, I'm like 19 years in now, wow. I don't think people on the outside real, uh, I, I think the component they miss is how much energy it is right. in the five or six hours that you're actually here. Mm-hmm. And that can become problematic because then, of course, you have work outside of the day. Right. And it like it sort of feels like you spent your whole gas tank mm-hmm. in the five or six hours. Yeah. So I'm really big on picking my spots of where I'm going to give my energy. Mm-hmm. And like primarily, I want that to be with the kids. Yeah. And so know. if here and there... I forget to mark an assignment or it's mm. a little late getting back or I, I don't obsess about that stuff. Right. I, I want to be just very present for the five or six hours mm-hmm. that I'm here. And I think that's like the whole work-life balance thing. Totally. Oh, yeah. And some totally. people just, they they work a, a bit too much or oh, they absolutely. spend too much time on their work and neglect their outside world. And I think that's like a big part of like being a teacher and knowing the importance of like your life and 
like your work life. You Absolutely, yeah. so true, and that's such a good good point. And I think, um, like I think we're going to get into later in this little chat of, of changes I've seen. And I'm one of those people. I don't think everything has changed for the better, but I certainly don't think everything has changed for the worse. Right. And one thing I think as a society we're doing way better is people recognizing that work life balance. Mm -hmm. Like I had a grandfather who worked for Imperial Oil, like. Um, Esso, and he had a he was the manager of a uh, of an oil plant back in Nova Scotia, right. and from the sounds of it, like he basically just worked himself to death. Mm -hmm. Like he literally was just at work all the time, thinking about work all the time. And I think as we talk more about just mental health and um, happiness, and mm -hmm. like what is the point of all of this? Right. Like why are we here? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. I don't want my my workplace to completely dominate my life. Right. You know? yeah. And like having that balance is also good for the students as well because 100%. everything that happens outside, yeah. like you bring into the classroom. Absolutely. I think. Everybody so, does. Well, yeah. And it, and it bounces off. Uh, and then the teacher student relationship, it sort of bounces off like a ping pong, mm -hmm. whereby, like I'll say to new teachers who are sometimes here till, you know, seven, eight o'clock right. at night, I always jokingly will like knock on the door if I happen to be here mm -hmm. late which I'm not very much anymore but if I'm here late and I see some young kid teaching and I'll knock on the door and I say I almost talk to him like a dog joking like go home go home boy go home girl good girl go home um because what I think they don't realize and maybe what I didn't even realize I've always been a pretty happy person in the class but like if you burn yourself out, mm -hmm. you're gonna kind of not have that work-life balance. Right. You're gonna be a grumpy pants when you come in with the kids, and then you just totally destroy. It was like, what was the point of the four hours that you put in last night prepping a great lesson right. if you're gonna deliver it as this tired mm -hmm. jerk? You know. Right. So, um, so I think yes, yeah, students and, and and adults alike have to kind of, and then of course the problem with. Um, the problem for some kids in dealing with that is that they don't have the control over their their student life balance the way I have control over mine because mm -hmm. they're just in situations where they're going through a brutal divorce or right. you know dad's an alcoholic or whatever it may be and mm -hmm. so they don't they're they're stuck in that and then they're supposed to come in here and try to try to do that so I think it becomes the adult's job in the room to sort of recognize those kids and really have empathy for kind of where kids are coming from right yeah. and I think well because you're teaching at a middle school, right? Yeah. And although education is really important, yeah. like middle schoolers and kids, like what's the age range? Like uh, like 12 to 15. I yeah, think. 12 to 15. Yeah. That's like where they, where they grow as a person and find themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So education is not the most important thing, I right. think. And having that adult in your life that you can trust and mm -hmm. not it's not always like a grumpy pants yeah and totally. not, yeah so and then they um and, and for some kids you know it hasn't happened yet you know there's some kids in a middle school who just haven't found themselves yet right and i it's very difficult to communicate to um like heather actually really came, the, the year that i taught heather mm -hmm. at least with me really came uh, out of her shell and right. and was very shy at the beginning of the year and mm -hmm. you have some students who are very shy or introverted or struggling with body image or whatever it may be right. and it's very I try to communicate the message but it's very difficult as a 45 year old guy to say you have no idea mm -hmm. how long your life is and how much you can change and the different places where you can find yourself right. in many ways 
not so much in teaching, but in my personal life, I'm just starting to really kind of find my mojo as a person outside of school at 45. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just start, starting to get a handle on my life. Right. I've always been a little bit of a fly by the seat of my pants sort of a dude. <laughs> and um, so you just never know when you're going to find that, you know, and trying to tell some poor kid who's, who's really struggling that, wait it out, you know, hang yeah. in there, mm -hmm. like, and, and not sugarcoat it mm -hmm. and, 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 and pretend it's not tough for them. You know, I'm right. super honest with my students, like, Hey, you might be going through a sucky time right now mm -hmm. and it is what it is. And you just got to find that inner soldier. And then when you're 27 years old, right. maybe you start to like yourself a little bit more. Maybe mm -hmm. you start to be a little softer on yourself, right. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think especially middle schoolers these days, mm -hmm. Because I was in like a high school environment mm -hmm. for a long time, mm -hmm. like I don't really know what they're going through, mm -hmm. but a lot. I would right? say with, so, with so, the thing I have found with social media, mm -hmm. it's of course a giant mixed bag. Right. It's it's been such a huge revolution. Mm -hmm just the internet itself and then especially social media that I don't think anybody actually has their head wrapped around it. Right. I think it's gonna be 50 years before we fully understand the impact that it had. And so it's been a big mixed bag, a lot of good things, but I find these kids in 2021 so hyper self-aware, mm -hmm. like so unbelievably aware of their image right. and their looks mm -hmm. and things like that. Whereas certainly in my generation we were, but I don't think to this almost painful degree. Right. Like I say to my grade nines, it's a weird thing for a math teacher to be saying grade nines, but I think it's really important to talk on a human level to kids. And I'll say things to my grade nines like, don't answer this, nobody put up your hand. Mm -hmm. I just want you to think in your head, mm -hmm. how many of you love your face? Right. And it's such a weird and direct question mm -hmm. from a math teacher, but I'm just trying to get like at the idea of like, and then I'll follow it up and say, I bet there's two students, if that, in a class of 30 who are thinking in their head, I love my face. Mm -hmm. And I say, take it easy on yourself, yeah. you know, because I know so many of you are looking in the mirror and just hating on yourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, unfortunately, social media, one thing it has done is made, um, like, I, I take pictures. I have a big picture wall at the back of my room, mm -hmm. uh, and I did that in elementary. Right. And the kids loved having their picture taken, always mugging for the camera, yes. running up to the camera, like, take, take, take it. And so I thought, well, I want to transfer that. And it's just a good vibe, because then when kids are bored, they can look at the picture wall mm -hmm. and everything like that. And you try to take a grade nine's picture. <laughs> try to take a grade yeah. nine's picture. So I barely put the sevens still like it. So I still do it with the sevens. Mm -hmm. But if you look at my, uh, the, like last year, I don't know if I did the picture wall. No. I, no, but, I, but I, I picked it back up. And then last year I had a huge picture wall. You can still see the, the, the remnants of last year's picture wall up there. And um, very few grade nines because they go into a turtle shell when you take a, a <laughs> phone or true. your your camera, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the few times they would let me take a picture, mm -hmm. you know what the first question they would ask? Can I see it? Oh, right. I, Can you delete that? Oh, yeah. Can you delete that? Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, you are so aware of mm -hmm. your physical appearance. Yeah. And at the end of the day, how many people are like, really good looking you know like, <laughs> so like yeah everybody's you're in middle just, school yeah, every, especially in middle school <laughs> of all but i mean just at large so how many people are really so you know what you gotta you got it's corny but you, mm -hmm. you gotta learn to love yourself right. and your physical appearance and i really see that mm -hmm. in middle school very very self-conscious yeah and although like 
they're very hyper aware of their physical self, as mm-hmm. you said. But I don't think that they're aware of like who they are as like no, a person. Not in right? middle, not many. No, not, you, you not don't. Many. You get very few kids. Again, I don't know if it's a generational thing. Uh, very rare. I get a grade nine in a regular public school mm-hmm. in 2021 who walks in with strong posture, mm-hmm. confident says, you know, hey, Mr. Fitzgerald, you know, it, it's a lot of, lot of hair over eyes. That's true. A lot of shuffling into the room, a mm-hmm. lot of averting eye gazes. Um, I still do call on students in my class because they do get used to it in time. And That's I think true. we've gone a little too new school where teachers are almost scared to call on kids yeah. because some kid will have a meltdown mm-hmm. and an anxiety attack. And I certainly have empathy and a heart for that. But I do try to nudge kids in the direction that, hey, every now and then we want to involve you just so they can hear themselves talk in front of a class. Because otherwise, like in a grade nine class, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's just going to be sitting with their head down and, and, averting, and averting attention. Yeah. And I think coming out of that shell takes a long time. Even like adults, they're, yeah, they're learning. And, and, and like I say, you don't ever know when you're going to come out of the right. shell. If, if, I mean, hopefully ever. Like mm-hmm. some people probably on some level never come out of it and uh and that's a big thing that that kids don't understand about adults like when i was a kid i thought you like graduated in a to adulthood Mm -hmm. and you just like understood everything yeah and like you you, everybody had your act together Mm -hmm. and now as an adult if you ask me how many adults do i know that really have their poop together if you know what i mean (laughs) i would easily be able to count that on one hand Mm -hmm. and it would probably be like one or two people who really are on top Mm -hmm. of their job and their family and their relationships and their money and everything because it's 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 tough so so it um it's not like you just suddenly become 21 and you understand everything we're all searching for the the remainder of our lives Mm -hmm. but it's always best to start young and like be and in, go into that right direction then right. actually just be get used to it and find Absolutely. comfort in that and, and be yeah. and be self-aware i talk right. to the kids a lot about being self-aware what do you like about yourself what don't you like about yourself mm-hmm. who are you where do you come from who are your parents what were their issues um i'll sometimes talk about parents and i always joke with the kids and say like don't get me an email about this because i don't want this to come off the wrong way right. But you do have to analyze your, your parents. There, there is no shaping force in your life, mm-hmm. like your mom and your dad, or if you're just with mom or you're just with dad, or whoever's bringing you up, mm-hmm. uncle, I mean, whoever it may be. Um, and they have issues, right? And they have strong points, and they have things that they're working on. And mm-hmm. then that in, invariably is going to filter down um, to you, you know? Mm-hmm. No, nobody grows up with perfect parents. Right. And so just that sense of self-awareness that, hey, even, even if you don't have it all figured out just yet, are you at least kind of analyzing things? Mm-hmm. I, I, t- I used to teach at a, a few really tough elementary schools. I had a kid once who uh, in grade four literally brought a switchblade to school wow. and threatened to slit a grade two's throat. And so the RCMP got involved mm-hmm. and it was um, a whole big thing. And in the office with the RCMP, this kid throws a chair at the principal, Mm -hmm. this grade four kid. And you ask a kid like that, I'll just call the kid Billy, like you you ask, like, Billy, do you know why you have this anger? No idea. 
just just no idea mm -hmm. ne never even crossed his mind like i'm angry right. why am i angry now this is a grade four but i'm saying you can still get that in grade nine or grade 12. yeah well, well why are you so mad like mm -hmm. I, I don't know i'm just mad but of course that anger or that that insecurity or whatever it may be is coming from somewhere, you know? And so, like you say, if you can start early mm -hmm. and recognize your, yourself, especially like in middle school, it's a huge head start into adulthood right. where we're all trying to figure this mess out. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think like having a classroom and having, like I said, having an adult in your life that you can trust and and talk about these things is mm. like such an important part of Huge. your life. And the biggest number, I'm a math teacher, so I always say the biggest difference is the difference between zero and one. Okay. So there's a difference between one and two, two and three, but zero and one. Mm -hmm. If you have one person, because unfortunately I teach some kids who I don't really think have anybody. Okay. Parents are struggling. Uh, they're not very social in school and mm -hmm. they're just stuck on that number zero. Like, who can you really talk to? I don't know. Uh, who, who can you confide in? I, I don't know. Right. But if you can just have one, that's why it's really heartwarming as a teacher when you see a kid who's a little bit maybe of an odd duck mm -hmm. um, at their age and they find maybe another odd ducks and the two ducks quack together <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, nice. It's nice. like chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the chemistry. They find each other. It's great when you see that. Um, what are some pet peeves you have with students? Whoa, pet peeves with <laughs> students? Curveball. Jeez, I don't want to sound like a negative Nelly here. Um, okay, I'm gonna, I am going to sound like an old man here. I would honestly, this is a very simple pet peeve. Mm -hmm. My biggest pet peeve in 2021 is that please and thank you has gone the way of um, the dinosaur. Oh, I really try to nurture a sense of please and that. I was brought up in a home. Well, my parents did a amazing job with basic manners and mm -hmm. like like recognize like like i'm a guy who I, i'm far from perfect myself yeah but like when i buy shampoo at a shopper's drug mart i'm like <laughs> thank you very much appreciate it mm -hmm. you know that sort yeah. of thing and i'll buy a lot of little prizes and things in my class mm -hmm. and i'm amazed how um I'll, I'll do things called ious where the kid can like literally custom order their prize and mm -hmm. i'll say what can i get a gas station and they'll say something like, I have a root beer and orange slushy. <laughs> yeah. And I write it down right. on my phone. And I stop at 8 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. thinking about this kid. And I go to some slushy station. <laughs> and I'm like pouring slushies. And sometimes yeah. I'll pick up like three or four. And the gas station people are always like, you thirsty? And it's like, of course, like 8 o'clock in the morning. Too, and I'm just like, yeah, I just want to get off to a healthy, healthy start with my breakfast. Um, and you pick these up and uh, you'll hand deliver it to a kid right and it's like your chances of getting a thank you uh, maybe 15% mm -hmm. and whenever I yeah. get a thank you I really highlight it so the other kids hear hey thank you I appreciate that yeah. thank you for the thank you sort of thing yeah. um, that sort of stuff is really has really faded even right. in 10 years yeah. It, yeah. it's faded so we need to as a society we need to pull that old-school yeah. stuff back mm -hmm. Yeah, because I noticed, like, when I held the door open for people here at Knox, a lot yeah. of them said thank you, but KSS, uh, it's like, nobody. I get some thank yous, and some people just be on their phone like this, yeah. and they'll just walk out like, well, I'm you're amazed, welcome. I'm amazed you got some thank yous here at Knox. It's uh, they're hard <laughs> to come by sometimes. Um, and they're nice kids. I don't mean it as, like, an overly cynical thing. Right. But just those kind of... The, a lot of the formalities of life are mm -hmm. disappearing um, in a way that I'm not personally wild about. I, I, de right. I tell my kids, 
um, I've got an old school side. Uh, I'm, I'm viewed, uh, I'm the type of guy who will like throw a watermelon against the wall. So I'm not like, I'm not viewed as, a, and I blast music right. when we're even doing math. And so I'm, I'm certainly not viewed from the outside mm -hmm. as like an old school teacher, but I've got an old school side to me when it comes to like right. basic manners. Um, the fact that um, like a lot of the way education is going, they'll say things like, well, you want to be on the same level as your students, like as the teacher. So there's no like power dynamic. Right. And I get what they're saying and yeah. where they're coming from, but I just don't think it works. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like these are 12 year old kids right. and I'm a 45 year old man. There needs like, to be like some type of respect. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm spoken to differently than you speak. Like I'm not your buddy that mm -hmm. you're going to call some, I, the first thing I say, I say, you can call me Mr. Fitzgerald or Mr. F in this class. Some of the teachers are going to call me Fitzy. Mm -hmm. Don't call me Fitzy. Don't call me Fitz. That's right. what my friends call me. Mm -hmm. And just that dividing line. Cause at the end of the day, like if a crazy parent is coming through the hallways with right. a weapon or a cougar gets into the school or the classroom is on fire, they're not turning to the 12 year olds in the room. They're yeah. turning to me. Mm -hmm. And so I want that establishment of that, that, that barrier between us, mm -hmm. because I think in the, in, in many situations, you need that dividing line. Right. And so I don't want that to go anywhere. So, so on a lot of levels, uh, yeah, I, I would say I'm old school. Mm -hmm. Old school. <laughs> yes. Um, what is one of your greatest memories? My greatest teacher? memories. Yeah. Uh, my greatest memories always involve my kind of epic screw-ups <laughs> that I don't even necessarily view as screw-ups. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing that, it's another, uh, I talk a lot in, um, to teacher friends about pendulums. Mm. Like the please and thank you thing is a good example of pendulums. Right. Just, you know, even 30 years ago, the mm -hmm. teacher would be like addressed like, Mr. Fitzgerald, sir. Thank you, sir. Like, I don't right. need that. I don't need that. This is not the military, but that goes too far. And, mm -hmm. and one thing that's really changed is that you can't, you have to be so careful as a teacher these days, what you say and what you do, right. because there's such a spotlight on you and things can spread. And one mom mm -hmm. hears something and writes a post on Facebook and then that's it spreads true. and it just yeah. feels like there's a microscope on all of us. Mm -hmm which for somebody like me who likes to kind of straddle the line a little bit sometimes with goofy activities and you're always like, is this going to be presented the right way when it goes home? Right. Um, it's changed a lot. And so I feel like uh, I have to be quite safe mm -hmm. and I still sort of refuse to be just because <laughs> I'm me. But like when I started teaching, um, one of my favorite memories uh, was my second school. So this was about my sixth year of teaching. And we were talking about friction in a grade four class. Right. And um, I said, imagine a world without friction. Okay? Like, what would it be like? <laughs> if you, you don't ever think about friction, you take it for granted. Mm -hmm. And I bought about five big tubs of Crisco oil. Uh, it's the big, like, white oh, chunk yeah. of, like, uh, and it's super, super yeah. slippery. It's for, right. I don't even know, it's oh, for, yeah. like, frying pans and <laughs> whatnot. Um, and I went out into the hallway. Mm -hmm. And I had some shovel or something and I squished it all down mm -hmm. and like covered the hallway in 
uh, Crisco. Oh, wow. wow. Poor Janet. Yeah. So actually, I got in huge trouble from the, the cust <laughs> actually, the custodian and I, our relationship was never the same after that. Oh, he was uh, oh. like two years away from retirement. Oh. And I don't think he was loving the job mm -hmm. to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So we were never the same. But anyway, <laughs> and I think I put, uh, I forget exactly because this was this was about 13, 14 years ago. But I think I put garbage bags on the kids' uh, feet, mm -hmm. uh, and so they were going everywhere. Now they, of course, That's awesome. loved it, yeah. and mm -hmm. it was a scene. And I got great pictures for my picture wall, nice. and the whole bit, laughing their heads off. But of course, there could have been broken, <laughs> broken yeah. bones yeah, and definitely. whatever. So I do understand how. But like that's one of my favorite memories mm -hmm. is watching those kids slip and slide all over the place. That's awesome. Yeah, I and would. because they're having fun, and I feel like we've just gotten way too safe. Mm -hmm. Like everything is way too sanitized and safe. And True. it's like, if a parent complained about that, would I understand where they're coming from? Of mm -hmm. course. But I would also hope that they would understand where I'm coming from. Right. That those kids loved that. Mm -hmm. And like, I got an email from a kid in that class two weeks ago, and we're, we're just about to Zoom actually together. Mm -hmm. And he's like 20, uh, 21 years old wow. now, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he's just in a teaching program. And he wants to interview me on a Zoom similar to what you guys are doing. Wow. And you know why he remembers me? Because of things like the Crisco. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't remember some math lesson up mm -hmm. at the board. And so I hope we don't lose that sense of spontaneity and a little bit of risk mm -hmm. within reason. Um, I once played blindfolded soccer. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we had, uh, I partnered the kids up. Right. And I presented it as basically like, um, okay, somebody is visually impaired in some way and you're sort of a guide dog for mm -hmm. them. And so I blindfolded one kid. And then the other, their partner was not allowed to physically touch them in any way. Right. Only guide them with words. Oh, yeah. And uh, we put a whole bunch of soccer balls in the gym. And <laughs> basically, the guide dog would tell the kids, hey, run to the right. Oh, there's a ball there. Okay, kick it up. Yeah. And they were trying to get in. And so we took away the goalies because nobody could see. Mm -hmm. So just trying to get any of the balls in the net. And all we had for nets were the old school hockey nets oh, that yeah. have yeah. like the giant <laughs> red bars yeah. that are I like quite something. So this kid, grade four, this was my first school. Uh, all the kids get way more wrapped up in the game than I'm expecting. And it's mm -hmm. chaos. When I say chaos, <laughs> I mean like yeah. it is out of control. Yeah. Kids are screaming, go get the ball, the ball's over there, the ball's over there, which is freaking out all the kids in the blindfolds. Mm -hmm. And this one kid, hears from his partner oh my god you get a goal you get a goal ball's right there ball's right there and the kid just freaks out and absolutely beelines toward the uh soccer net right and uh of course because these sort of things happen when you do activities like this the kid's forehead happens to be <laughs> the identical height of the big red bar on the wow. soccer net and to make a short story long, I thought the kid was unconscious. Mm. I thought he was knocked out cold. And my vice principal actually walked in <laughs> as it was happening. Oh Luckily, he was a nice guy. Um, but I'm going to sound like... the kid. So then the kid gets up mm -hmm. and laughs his head off, dusts himself <laughs> off, and is what like right thing. back in it, mm -hmm. and asking his partner where the ball is. Mm -hmm. And like I just... 
adored that kid <laughs> in the moment. A, because I was like, you just saved my job. Yeah. But B, I just, I loved the spunk, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Dust himself off and gets up. Um, and so weird stuff like that actually are oftentimes my, my favorite memories or, or seeing kids, um, seeing kids come out of their shell. That's a big one. Like, like I said about Heather, like that, let that really is, is meaningful to me Mm -hmm. when I see somebody who, you know, maybe isn't the most social or a little bit more shy Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, we have a lot of kids in this day and age who, um, gay, transgender, whatever it may be, and feel just a little bit isolated, not inside the the cool circle with the like you know, yeah. <laughs> football quarterback and the cheerleader type of thing. When you see kids like that who start to find themselves, like we were talking about earlier, um, that will never get old. Mm-hmm. That'll never get old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maybe one more. Do you have a good wrap-up question? Yeah. Okay. So uh, just to wrap things up, yeah. um, what is a quote or quotes you're well known for saying to your students? Strong like bull. Uh, <laughs> wow. Like, uh, what I was saying earlier. Uh, I, I, I think the pendulum has gone too far. When we started talking about things like uh, anxiety and mental health mm-hmm. about eight or nine years ago, I was so happy about it because I thought, wow, like even I, like I'm not that old, but I come from a generation where you didn't really talk about your feelings, mm-hmm. you know? Like it was sort of weird, especially as a guy. We're losing a lot of um, kind of gender stereotypes, which I think is a really healthy thing in a lot of ways. Because um, in my day and age, like if you were a guy and you talked about, and I've always been somebody who's super open, super honest, and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, all of my friends always say like, Brent, you have no filter, like you just talk, <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's a good thing. But then I think, and, and I'm guilty of this, I'm sure myself, you can talk too much. You know? <laughs> so it's like, like, it's great to be aware of your anxiety mm-hmm. and your mental health and things like that, but are you receiving a balancing message of, do you have an inner soldier? Can, not quite a like hardcore suck it up buttercup, but mm-hmm. close to that. Like, hey, this this whole life of ours, the 85 years or whatever that hopefully we're all going to live, mm-hmm. you need a Komodo dragon skin. Right. I, I, came, I had many, many blessings in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've been amazed in adulthood how sensitive you can be to just just day-to-day life. Right. Like it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like you take a lot of hits and you have to take a hit. And my kids will walk in and I see some heads down and some hair covering eyes on a Monday morning. And I say, come on guys, strong, like bull, <laughs> like bull. Um, and it's just the idea of like, start to nurture that side of yourself that's gonna be able to take a hit and not right. crumple, that's not gonna curl up in the fetal position, yeah. that's gonna be able to move the ball forward. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't feel things, don't be impacted by things, but, um, but, but, but can you learn to absorb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's 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 great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Heather, do you have anything else to say? Um, no. I okay. Don't. Awesome, okay. guys. Enjoyed that very much. Yes. Thank you for the opportunity, mm-hmm. and uh, really flattered, Heather, that you thought of me, right. and uh, uh, was delighted to get the email. And happy to do this. Perfect. Okay. Cool. See you in the next episode, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>